following is a state secret, gentlemen. Disclose it to any party and you will be subject to prosecution. His name is John Mason, British national incarcerated on Alcatraz in 1962, escaped in 63. There's no identity in the United States or Great Britain. He does not exist. Secrets have a way of coming back to haunt you. There's a hostage situation on Alcatraz. Hostage, 81 tourist. The Rock's a tourist attraction. The one you train to defend you becomes your greatest threat. A battery of VX gas rockets is presently deployed to deliver a highly lethal strike on the population of the San Francisco Bay Area. And the one you abandon becomes your only hope. You go talk to him. Me? Yeah. Hiya. I'm an agent with the uh, F FBI. I'm Stanley Goodspeed. But of course you are. At least he got his name right. Now, all that stands between a city and a disaster... The power of this chemical is way beyond anything you can imagine. That's where you're coming with us. ...is a man who's never seen combat. You're a chemical freak. <laughs> I'm a chemical super freak, actually. And another who's been out of action for 30 years. Show us on the blueprints. I can't. My blueprint was in my head. Fortunately, some things you never forget. But don't worry. It'll all come back to me. From Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer, the producers of Top Gun and Crimson Tide, and Michael Bay, the director of Bad Boys. Welcome to The Rock. We got visitors. Sean Connery. You sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best. Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Listen, I'm just a biochemist. I drive a Volvo. Beige one. So what do you say you cut me some friggin' slack? Ed Harris. Fire. This summer. Get ready to rock. the I'll see you in L podcast. Uh, my name is Ollie. I'm here with my buddy Nathan. Say hello, Nathan. Ollie, almost, I don't know whether you're choking on spit. Like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was just, I was finishing a sip of water and it oh, didn't okay. go well. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, good to know, good to know. <laughs> okay. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm doing, I'm just great. We got, for those of you, uh-huh. It's now it's 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 November sixteenth, two thousand twenty. For those of you listening in two thousand forty-seven, yeah, we are still in the pandemic. We yeah. are in Washington State, so we just got COVID. We just the COVID just uh, COVID nineteen. By the way, for those keeping track in the future, yes, is the one that locked us down a second time. Yes, because no one could wear their fucking masks and stay away from each other, um, and so we are stuck. Uh, yeah, for the next four yeah. weeks over Thanksgiving. And in theory, we just elected just last or uh, two weeks ago, we just elected Joe Biden, president of the United States. But between now and the year 2044, it's entirely possible that there's a coup and uh, Donald Trump is president still because they well, 47. Yeah. I hope he'd be. I'm assuming he's dead. I don't <laughs> well, think he can live for that long. We never know. Well, I'm assuming he's dead by that point. But well, Don Jr. will be in charge for Christ's <laughs> sake. So sweaty, cokehead Don Jr. <laughs> Coked out. Let's coke Stuff, out. All those videos are hilarious because he is uh, so whacked out. Uh, out the hair slicked back. Anyways, yes. Anyway, we're covering the 1996 classic, The Rock. Uh, this movie star- stars Sean Connery. It stars uh, Nicolas Cage and Ed Harris. Uh, this movie was directed by Michael Bay. Uh, the p- basic plot line of this film is it's a mild-mannered chemist and an ex-con must lead a counter-strike when a rogue group of military men, led by a renegade general, threaten a nerve gas attack from Alcatraz against San Francisco. 
Um, we, you know, we've had a couple weeks hiatus because we've been a little bit busy with the elections and all sorts of stuff. And I was on vacation and we had talked about doing other films, but um, in the interim between our last podcast and now, uh, Sir Sean Connery has passed away. So we texted mm. and decided to do a uh, Sean Connery film and a couple of choices came up and we can talk about them too. But uh, this one stood out as, as pot- potentially much more in our wheelhouse than the other films. Um, so what did you yeah, think I, of this, Nathan? Well, I, I, had, I had to think about like the last time I had seen it. And I think, it, you know, it is one, of, I feel like I'd, I feel like like this and like Armageddon I hadn't seen since like college, so it's wow. been like a really really long time since I'd seen mm-hmm. any of these sort of movies. So I was it, okay, well, I'm gonna admit something right now because I actually wasn't gonna admit this till a little later. Uh-huh. But <laughs> but I it was about 30 minutes in before I realized this movie wasn't wasn't Con Air. <laughs> <laughs> You kept looking for John. I, I know. Well, what happened was I, you know, I got it. I, I put it in the, I put it in the thing. I started watching it, but yeah. like for whatever reason, and maybe I was inebriated, who knows, but uh, as all these dog goes crazy uh, yeah. for whatever reason, I, 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 I was kept waiting for him to fight those guys outside of that bar yeah, and yeah. then get arrested. Right. And then, and I was confused because again, because I hadn't seen it forever, why right. he was acting so nerdy. And yeah. I was like, well, this doesn't sound like the guy from, I mean, I get, I couldn't remember. I was like, well, I guess he's going to maybe fight the guys later and he gets mm. tougher like later. Like I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it took me like fucking 30 minutes to realize <laughs> we wasn't caught air. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, other than that, I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I thought but that was the decent. fact that Nick Cage didn't have a fucking mullet would have given I, you the Dude, clue. I don't, dude. <laughs> Trust me. Again, like I said, I might have been a little inebriated, but I was a pretty confused up until that point. Yeah. Like, why he was acting like such a nerd? Like, I, I, I couldn't figure it out. And then, even when you realize, by the way, he's a ke- he's a chemical like weapons expert who works for the FBI, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. so, basically, the premise of this movie, for those of you who haven't seen it in a while or or you have mm-hmm. seen it, is you know, like Ollie said, there was a there's a military guy, surprisingly played by Ed Harris, so surprisingly like um honorable military guy which hopefully mm-hmm. is what happens with our military nowadays sure you know, to remove a fool from the office mm-hmm. uh so uh who 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 basically was mad at the system for not taking care of um people that were wounded in battle yes his, some of his compatriots so yeah. he took it upon himself to basically steal a bunch of vx nerve gas or some sort of gas uh and weaponize it onto missiles and threaten to shoot san francisco unless the uh government came up with a bunch of money to mm-hmm. basically bequeath to all these people that had been injured in um, battle, which yes, you know it's a weird movie because we, at the face of it, you're sort of like, all right, I mean, not not the part about the shooting the gas at like San Francisco, but right. the part where it's like, yeah, take care of your fucking guys, like yeah. what the fuck, like there's no excuse for that shit, like even if you they were supposed to be like you know black ops and you weren't supposed to like you know they were the, they weren't in Chechnya because we can't like you know admit it or mm-hmm. whatever. Okay, slide him a fucking hundred thousand a week, you know, or a month underneath the fucking thing for the next two years. No one's gonna fucking know you're the government. Like, shut. so you're actually kind of like with the guy. Yeah, you're with him. You're kind of like, like oh, this is a good cause. Yeah, somebody needs to get fucked up for this. Like, I maybe yeah. not San Francisco, but someone needs to fuck get fucked up for this. So that was an interesting. I mean, what do yeah. you think about that? Like, as far as the well, bad guy, he wasn't. We actually find out there's a sort of another bad guy later on, but I mean. Well, that's that's an interesting uh, discussion point because I hadn't really thought a great deal about it, but I did know that like, and there's some stuff in trivia about it, so I won't spill too much of that right now. But so the character you're talking about is Ed Harris playing a gentleman named General Hummel, and so he is a longtime hero of many wars: Vietnam, Desert Storm, uh, Mogadishu, probably all of them. And so he basically has been commanding soldiers that have been left to die without like proper proper honors i agree with you that that's like a a challenging sort of bad guy motive it's not the typical bad guy motive like i want a billion dollars or i want for somebody else yeah exactly Um, it's a little ambiguous at the at the end it was a little ambiguous because he says something they're ready to like give him the money or whatever and he says yeah give me this much money this much is going to go to these guys and the other stuff i'm not going to tell you what i'm going to do with it Right. So he, right. So you're kind of like, well, I guess he could use it for more terrorist stuff. So you don't really well, know, but you kind of figure he, he to, wouldn't. He seems pretty he honorable. A, 
he was a little fucked up in the head though because he there's a bit when like they first get to Alcatraz and they've taken over the place and he's talking to his troops and pepping them up and he was talking about how 200 years ago there were patriots named John Adams and Thomas Jefferson and they were they were thought of as uh traitors too and we will be thought of that greatly as well which was kind of like a fucked up in the head perspective because like I don't I mean to have I mean, it might to be pay- reality, really, reality though. He's just calling well, it out realistically. They're going to be thought of as traitors. I don't believe that, like, the kind of treason that they were going to do is the same. I mean, they were basically trying to be, like, they're going to kill 80,000 people in a stadium. That's not what John Adams and and Jefferson <laughs> were doing. Now, I no. mean, this is, you know, so it, it, it potentially he, was he a little... He actually wasn't going to, though. Right. That's the other part of it is that, you know, you but find out troops, at the end that he, he wasn't going to do it. He was bluffing yeah. the whole time. Which is an interesting point because I think, like, to be honest, it may be why they didn't negotiate with him as, like, honestly as, like, you might think. is because when they took the weapons from that depot, remember the description was... They didn't kill anyone. He, brutal but non-lethal force. So they went yeah. in there and didn't kill anybody. So they didn't have a stomach for killing people. Which, to be uh, fair... Well, well, hold on. Let me re- let me let me challenge you on that a little bit. Yeah, please. I don't think they had the stomach to kill anyone military. Ah, okay, I got it. I got Those it. Those were so all that... military navy guys at the depot there, and yes. Marines work with navy all the time. That's all right. they do is they run right on navy ships. So yeah, yeah. They uh, you know they were shooting it with bean bags and stuff. Which by the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the way, this is how you know it's an eighties movie. He <laughs> shoots the guy with a bean bag shot. And it blows the guard out of the window, like through a okay. window. It nice. blows it backwards through a window. And there was like a bunch of those, you know, like predator moments where mm-hmm. they take one grenade and it fucking explodes like this giant, like 40 yes. by 40 foot fireball. Like, <laughs> when you throw it on a, when you throw that grenade on a pile of 700 other grenades. <laughs> Well, basically, everybody is spring loaded, right? Everyone's like standing on it. Spring, eighteen style. One clarification, though: this is not an eighties film. This is nineteen ninety six. I this know, is right, I know. right in the middle. Of the- I just want to be clear because somebody, well, will, one, of, one of our millions of audience, will the nineties weren't that much better. The nineties weren't that much better for this shit. I mean. Well, one of the things, yeah, that's, that's why I love this film. I love, I mean, the, the parts of this film that get like, got me like smiling the most were like the go, go, go moments were like, let's go. We're going to get up. Let's go. Like, and they're like, go, go, go. And they're into the base to get all the weapons or they're onto Alcatraz, taking it over, setting up the radar. Like it was just very like, you know, it reminded me a little bit of space balls in that regard. Like, (laughs) yeah. I, you know, I, it was a well. Who did this? Michael Bay, right? Yeah. So the, I mean, it was uh, within fucking four seconds. You realize once they're like you're saying, like walking yeah. through all the areas, grabbing all their stuff. You realize yeah. it's a Michael Bay film, like right. Oh yeah. Away. Like I did like the. I mean, they had all the tropes too. Like this was this was. Listen, this guy was a chemical weapons guy, but he also defused bombs. Yeah. So you know, there's going to be some defused bomb tropes in there, like the. Mm-hmm. But the, this one I thought was this I thought was slightly better. So he's yeah. in the room. They're trying to de- de- defuse this bomb, and he's in this like room with his buddy, and yeah. they missed the out on a they, well. They yeah, they missed out on a chance because as the timer was going down, he's like, they're like, oh, you gotta, we gotta, we're gonna, we're doomed, we're doomed, we're doomed. <laughs> which wire do you cut? Which wire do you cut? And all stuff. While he's doing that, he fi- he you know he spreads it out. Then he finally cuts it, and, and he gets a timer to stop. But he gets mm-hmm. a timer to stop at like ten seconds. It's yeah. not even at one. It's like right. with every other movie takes you to one right, and then it's like oh snip. He, he did yeah. it like ten seconds, which I thought was, uh, you know, I mean that that was, I gave him credit for that. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like that's all right, but it's a little divergent from the norm. It's a little divergent from the norm. What they should have done for the norm, Ollie, is have yeah. it stop at ten and then yeah. restart. Yeah. Oh, nine, eight, <laughs> just for a second, <laughs> stop. But they missed exactly. out. They missed out on that one. So yeah, yeah, that was a good one. But I. I, yeah, I and- yeah, Michael Bay movies are very easy to spot. Like you don't even have to see the his name in the credits to see them. They very much I think they're always shot like like 90s beer commercials. Like they remind me of like Budweiser ads and they're very mm-hmm. they're very patriotic. They're very uh wide angle cinematic, very like epic kind of shots. And yeah. and then like and he's also uh like he's he's it, the the sort of filming style is very fast cuts just like a constantly moving they're not slow mm-hmm. movies like if, if there's any dialogue that lasts more than like a minute and a half i'd be surprised uh, i'm trying to think like did, did did michael bay do like did he do armageddon too? yes 
as well. I think he did Armageddon too, yeah, as well. Let's do it real quick. Take a look. And did he, um, I'm trying to think of like, and I know he did Transformers the first, you know, all the first two or three, which I love the yeah. first one, obviously, but I didn't like any of those. But, mm-hmm. um, but that was, you know, pretty Michael Bay. So, goddamn Michael Bay. So he did Armageddon. He did a couple of Transformers films. Yeah. He did The Rock. Uh, he did. He he's directing the Jack Ryan series on Amazon. Bumblebee. Uh, the Purge. He did the Purge. He was a producer on the Purge. Yeah, Pearl. Oh my God, he did Pearl Harbor. Jesus. Oh, he's a producer on that. I hated that movie. Pearl uh, Harbor sucks. <laughs> that song. Remember that from Team America. Yes, that movie is terrible. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, so he's done. He's done some movies. Uh, yeah, obviously, so you know what his sort of style is coming in, and you know he loves the military, which is yes. actually kind of cool because I've seen. I think I've seen some like DVD extras and stuff like that where he talks where he has a really good relationship with the military. Therefore, he's able to you know sort of use their shit yes and, you know like they're them as backdrop basically get real people to do stuff for him so i thought that was kind of cool but, he gets a lot yeah, of but, cooperation from the military as a result of portraying yeah. them well yes and literally everything yeah. blows up so why wouldn't the, in his movie so why wouldn't the military want to be around i mean everything blows up like it's like the streetcar there's yeah. a scene where sean connery by the way sean connery is awesome in every movie yes. pretty much pretty but much he, he was i for whatever reason, I didn't think he was. I don't know. I kind of feel like he wasn't going to be awesome in this movie, even though I'd seen it once before. I, I but he was awesome in this movie, and yeah. I, I liked his character. I liked that his character always. He, he, he was so good. They knew he was so good, like at his trick craft, thievery, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. You believed it too with all the shit he was doing. Right. Like the whole got the cord and. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know, throws the guy off the roof with just a cord around his wrist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that guy's hand off or some shit. No. Like, like, come on, man. A cord from the like from the the clothesline in a hotel shower, yeah. which is basically twine. Yeah, I mean they yeah. took some creative license there. there but, uh, yeah, but but when he's so he's it's all in an effort. So what happens is for those of you who haven't seen in a while, they mm-hmm. uh, um uh, 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 what's his face Sean, uh, Nicholas Cage's character mm-hmm. Goodspeed. Uh, mm-hmm. basically gets tasked with trying to get Sean Connery's character to agree to come out of jail so he can yeah. back, break back into Alcatraz and they can go defeat this or take, you know, defeat this army basically with the yeah. SEAL team of their own and they can break in because he's broken out before so he knows how to get back in. He's, so an, ex, he's an ex-British ex agent. Con. Who well, ex, well, more, sp- you have to tie well, in the British a, agent part. Is. That is because- the most important. And because he, you know, because he was imprisoned by the U.S. government uh, illegally, he was done so secretly. So he has no attorneys. He's got no trial. He's just kept. He's. It's like basically Guant- Guantanamo Bay before that. Right. Right. Uh, and so he gets convinced to work with Goodspeed to go and uh, do this rescue mission. And there's a great line. He goes, "The Rock has become a tourist attraction." The Rock. The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's one of Sean Connery's most fun films in the nineties. I mean, I, it's definitely, I, you know, you said you saw, you haven't seen it for years. I haven't seen it for years either, but I do remember this movie came out on Laserdisc right when I was working at a video store. And like, it was the most popular Laserdisc for like six months. The thing, like we had like two, two copies and they were waitlisted like forever. Uh, And I I had a thought about this movie too, about how it was like out of shot. So, you know, Shakari is a good actor, great actor. Yes, I just yeah. I, I haven't seen a shit ton of his movies, but the movies mm. I have seen of his are right. generally the funner, like his best, definitely his buddy movies. He's been in a lot mm-hmm. of buddy movies that I've liked. This yeah. one, right? Uh, Highlander, which you, you probably haven't mm. seen. If you have, he's a buddy, basically buddy with uh, Duncan, I, the the main character the whole time. Yeah, uh, and then Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, he was in Indiana Jones, but I, I personally like the big movie, and this was one of the suggestions we talked about potentially was Hunt for Red October, which I was surprised to hear you. I've never seen. seen it. Is that yeah. a buddy movie? No, it's 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 a, <laughs> uh, a, no, Tom, a Tom Clancy film, and it's I think it's very good. It's still where all the where all the Russians don't speak with a Russian accent. 
Yeah, exactly. We're all the Russians. <laughs> yeah, because you know Russia and Scotland are two very you know close by locations. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, relatively. Uh, no, I haven't relatively. seen it. I, I do want to see it at some point. I mean, I'm wondering if it still holds up, right? Like, I'm yeah. wondering if it still holds up compared to. I mean, it's I haven't like seen a, Tom, Tom Hanks's Greyhound movie, which um, that's pretty cool too. Uh, I like okay, that. I, I liked that. it. Okay. I liked it. That's definitely one to watch without without devices. That's going to be my new measure for films right now. Is it worth turning your phone off? Mm, uh, yeah, okay. And there, and I like because I miss going to the movie theater so much. Like I I get so distracted very easily with devices and dogs that are going crazy. Like my dog is pretending to have had three lines of coke right now hey calm down <laughs> dog coke <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah i think i think uh greyhound is one you want to concentrate on yeah. and you know yeah um but uh going back to this yeah sure. i think i think that uh, uh sean connery's awesome this is one of his mm-hmm. better uh, the more entertaining roles uh, i want to yes. i do want to give a shout out though to um you know this this Claire Forlani played his daughter. And oh. for some reason, I'm, I mean, back in the day, I, I used to no think idea. she was super hot. Yeah. I think she's uber hot. And she in the movie I think she did right after this, if I remember correctly, or close to after this, was uh, Meet Joe Black with uh, oh, okay. Brad Pitt. With Brad where Pitt. he basically walks out, spoiler alert, walks outside and gets killed by a bus within the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Seriously? Uh, but, uh, yeah. I was going to watch that. But then he's with her as a ghost the whole rest of the time, I think, or some bullshit like that. I can't yeah. remember. But, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I think she's, saw she's uber hot, so I just want to give a shout out to uh, Claire mm-hmm. if you're listening. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Ollie. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Shut up. And then right. I want to call. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, did you notice when they're so when they're in the <clears throat> so when they're in their like mobile not mobile when they're in their war room the uh-huh. uh, FBI yeah when they're in this war room and they, they've got all this like fucking TVs and like gadgetry like, on the wall maps and, and shit all this yeah. crazy shit like you'd see yeah. in like a Star Wars movie or whatever right right and then. Did you notice, like, when they went to the bathroom, what it looked like? No. It looked like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked, yeah. Like, it looked a like a shithole. Like house shithole. Yeah. Like, the whole place was, like, it was all stained and everything was all old and stuff. Yeah. What What happened? So, you clearly were not paying attention to this film. No, but they I was set, not. They set, up, they set up their mobile command center in a warehouse right by Alcatraz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, like, you know, that's going to be right down on the docks. It's not going to be, like, bougie or whatever. Okay. No, I mean... I mean, prime waterfront real estate in San Francisco, I'm sure now is filled with like three Starbucks and a couple of like artisanal yeah. bakeries. But uh, at the time, it was perhaps uh, not okay. as. All right, all right. Uh, so yeah. this movie is filled with great lines. I mean, there's a ton in there. Uh, yeah, and there's like little comedy here that wouldn't necessarily play in modern films. Like they made a whole bunch of like gay jokes about the, the, the hairdresser that was kind of funny. <laughs> well, like they made him way over the top and like, all I care about is that, are you happy with your haircut? haircut. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, know, you know, maybe he was interested. Maybe. Was or this interested. one, this might be my favorite line of the film. Womack, you're between the rock and a hard case. How's your mm. bowling arm? I mean, that was badass. I got him out to get you people in, not go with you. It's the only way of getting the Compromise my men's lives, and I'll bury you out there. Oh, Mac, you're between the rock and a hard case. How's your bowling arm? No, um, uh, no, you're missing the best line, which is uh, uh, Michael Bean. First off, yeah, Michael Bean's in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's given his speech before. Yes, the, so Michael Bean's the Navy SEAL commander that's going to help. Yep. Speed and uh, the other guy and Sean Connery get in here, uh, yep. get into the into the place and attack these fucking like fifty Marines. It's like a bunch of Marines, like forty of them, mm-hmm. and they send in like they send in, like ten Navy SEALs. Uh, yeah. So he says he's giving this speech, and then he's I think he's talking about he's talking to one of his guys, and he's saying you need to follow Sean Connery yep. around and make sure you know you keep an eye on him. If he pisses, <laughs> you help him. <laughs> If I was his buddy, I'd be like, no, I'm not helping him. All right, listen up. Mr. Mason will run point for us. Lieutenant Shepard will be attached to his hip. You breathe, he breathes with you. You piss, he helps. 
Understood? Dr. Goodspeed is our specialist. When he neutralizes the threat, we launch green flares and we wait for the cavalry. Make no mistake, gentlemen. We are in the fight of our lives. Against maybe the greatest battalion commander in the Vietnam War, I shit you not. Any questions? Slow down! What are you talking okay. about? So I've less learned some lessons in our previous podcast of not having to do homework after we do our podcast. So I've actually written down the quote times and I, and I have that one. So it's actually oh, at 5930 in the film. Nice. So it's, it's you breathe, he breathes with you. You piss, he helps. You know, yes, I, know. Like, so like, I agree with you. That whole speech, that whole speech that he gives Michael Bain gives, <clears throat> is fucking superb. I was just like, Ollie, chef's if, kiss to that one. Ollie, Ollie, if you're a Navy SEAL yeah, and I was your commander, we're in this situation and i said if that guy pisses you help him yeah like, you pull it out to help him what, what would you say to me i would hand him a towel after he's you do what i said yeah you fucking do it or i'd fucking have your ass you'd be out of here yeah yeah so, all right so i thought that was great that was a good line too so okay okay i wasn't looking at your screen by the way that's why i didn't that's see okay that. It's all good. Did you um, have you ever been to Alcatraz? No, I have not. I now that I've seen this, I I do want to definitely go. If it's uh, you know still people, I don't know if people COVIDs they probably can't go in there. But um, yeah, not with COVID, but post COVID you can go, and it's definitely worthwhile. It's a boat ride, obviously, and it's it's pretty cool. And like it's been in about ten films at least. They've made movies about it. There's I mean, X, I think there was even an X-Men that was filmed there. There was like one of the oh, X-Men sequels yeah, was yeah. Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, okay, so if we're going to get in a little bit into nitpicking, um, I do <laughs> oh, have a couple of nitpicks, right? So yeah. like the Navy SEALs are easily the greatest swimmers in the history of the military, uh, right? Oh, uh, yes, yes. Why did they get on a fucking helicopter? I don't know. Why? To within know. 50 feet of Bro, Alcatraz. I mean, there are there are people, like, every year in San Francisco, they do a fun swim where, like, John Q. Public can swim from Alcatraz to the the shore. It's, like, it's done every year. So it's I not like, like the Navy SEALs couldn't figure it out. But I yeah. didn't write that down because I didn't want to bring it up again because I had already brought it up on yeah. Under Siege. When they right. brought the helicopter in way too close to the fire. Yeah. I remember thinking, why don't they just do it? For, why don't they drop me from like three miles away? That's what they right. do. That's what they do. Like, yeah. I was so confused. I was so angry at that. Yeah. And I, I guess the plot armor on that was the bad guys needed to know they were approaching, I guess. They needed to know. Otherwise, the Navy SEALs might have got too much of a jump on them to explain away how they could kill all the Navy SEALs. Or so you're right? saying that the plot armor is that it made it easier for the bad guys to know they, to were, know coming? they were coming. Otherwise, otherwise, if they would have, if the Navy SEALs would have started their journey mm-hmm. from, from the other shore underwater the whole time, maybe they, yeah. they wouldn't have fucking caught them until they yeah. got into the motion sensing if they would have got caught like that. But those yeah. guys saw them approach on the helicopter. They said, I mean, the oh, we've is- got dudes. Oh, and now it's disappeared. So they knew they were like dropping them off or getting low or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so they, like, they knew they were coming. I just, I mean, because I, I think I went through a kick like a couple of years ago where I started reading. I read like four books in a row that were all about the Navy SEALs. And and more recently, I read McRaven's book about, he was called Sea Stories, and he was a, a Navy SEAL way back in the day. And the training they go through in San Diego, like they literally will, will swim a mile, two miles very often. And they will end up like at the end of that swim, have to climb up the anchor chain of a major ship and like plant <laughs> yeah, a yeah. bomb. Like these right. guys are like unbelievable athletes. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they, you know, anyway, it was not, it was not a big nitpick, but it was, I think they really did it because it was more cinematic to put them in a helicopter and have the, another classic oh. movie, movie trope. Good to go. Good to go. Like they're all yeah. like saluting and high fiving and like, yeah, <laughs> bumping fists. <laughs> We're good to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm like this, and I'm glad I'm, I'm, well, there's many reasons why I'm glad I'm not a Navy SEAL because mm-hmm. I'm being shot at and doing right. Uh, but uh, if, you know, I'm glad I'm not. So I, otherwise, I would just be disgusted by this movie, probably. Right. Right. Plus, I was also thinking, like, I'd be disgusted because I'd be like, oh, man, all our guys got killed. Spoiler yeah. alert, you know, the Marines take them out because they have the high ground, Anakin. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that was another thing. That that whole bathroom thing was kind of funny. I didn't really also under, forgive me, hopefully that didn't rattle the microphone too bad, but there's a scene when they're, you know, they're getting ambushed by the Marines in the bathroom. And then you see sort of what the Navy SEALs are wearing and they have like the most obnoxious, huge, like shoulder cameras. They were very much like alien shoulder cameras. I mean, again, it's 1996. They didn't have GoPros or anything, but like it's, it's still... It was it was jarring to see that like these big red light things. I'm like, okay, they're gonna try to be a little bit more subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did other... also... oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go, go ahead. ahead. No. Okay, well, one I'm bit good. of one one bit of a plot fail that I did pick up on the trivia, and I don't mind stealing it to talk about. But you remember when they sneak in and they end up in the like steam room or whatever, yeah. and and like the 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 furnace has that weird like stomping fire thing. Fuck you, Ollie. To the- that was my next thing. Fuck you. <laughs> well, the, my, the notes, part- my, note, my notes say, ha, ha, ha. When he had to maneuver through the flames with timing, it was just like Yogg's request. Exclamation yeah. point, exclamation point. Well, that's another thing. Here's another part, though, is like, Alcatraz is empty, right? Alcatraz has been deserted for decades. I know. Why is the furnace on? Yeah, why is the furnace on? (laughs) (laughs) Unless Marines get up and turn it on, they were cold or some shit. I I was wondering that too because I I thought that was funny. But uh, here's the other part I like. This is the woke alert. This is wouldn't. I don't think this would have. I don't think this would have been. This line would have been looked upon Mm -hmm. favorably in 2020. But do you remember? It's. I don't remember the exact situation, but Sean Connery is he's talking about being in prison there. Yeah, and he makes a quip about basically avoiding gang rape. Gang rape. Yeah, because yeah. he maybe lost his sex appeal because yeah. it doesn't happen as often as it used to. He says, and I was yeah. like, oh, all right, I avoided gang rape because I lost my sex appeal. And I was like, yeah. oh, what's what, what's a, What's a gang rape joke here or there? That's fine. I don't know. It's, you might be right that, that would cross the line with modern wokeness, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like prison it's not joke the worst. Thing. It's not the yeah, worst. It's not, it's not the worst. And if it was yeah. in a what was this movie rated, by the way? Was it PG thirteen? I think it's gotta be PG thirteen, but let me look. Yeah, That's I think a good question. So I was just um, wondering, like, you know, see. You can get away with certain references for uh, yeah. things, but I'm not Barack. Sure. I don't know it's if it's actually... PG thirteen. There was a big oh, it was R rated right R. It was because yeah, because yeah, there were some things like the gang rape quip, and there was a couple other things in there. I remember thinking like this can't be PG thirteen. I would actually surprise that's an R because I'm trying to think. Okay, so there's that scene where the guy melts. The right. guy melts in the there's, conc- uh, there's concussing though. There's a lot of killing, but there's no uh, nudity. There's no nudity. But there is one weird awkward sex scene on the roof. Oh, there is. That's right. That's what yeah. I think. That's what I thought maybe would have gotten. I was watching this with Emily and they, and we were laughing because like the, they, they set up like 50 fucking candles. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. No, I thought that too. So I, there's some weird fucking rules though. I've heard with mm-hmm. our ratings, like, Oh, you know, if you kick a guy in the head more than like three times in the movie, yeah. you get an, you know, stuff like the real weird shit. So it possibly came from like that. You know, hey, that's a kid from uh, 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 why why is he there? What I don't know. Here? I don't that? know why that's in the rock photos. But there's just some random from, kid. That kid is the kid from fucking uh, Umbrella Academy, and he's actually 16, so he would have been a zygote during the mm. rock. That's weird. Yeah, All right. yeah, uh, yeah. That so, scene. Oh, that's <laughs> that's pretty bad. Off. Well, that yeah. was that guy that turned out to be the actual bad guy, sort of. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a bad guy within the bad guy. So he was the bad soldier guy. soldier of fortune that wanted to actually get his money. So at the end of the film, like Ed Harris backs out of nuking everybody. and But yet some of the, the mercenaries that came along with him are pissed about it because they want their money. And he's one of those guys. Yeah. Um, well, I thought – go ahead. Uh, I actually just forgot what I was going to say. Well, did you think that Nick Cage was a believable nerd? That was kind of my beef with his casting. <laughs> Man, I don't really believe him in anything yeah. <laughs> anymore. I mean, yeah. I, I, so it's it's real hard for me um, to believe him in anything. Sure. Uh, I actually, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I guess I got to say yes because I was convinced he was a nerd and not a Con Air guy the whole yeah. time. Well, I guess uh, he did a good job convincing me he was a nerd because I was pretty like, confused. I mean, Ed Harris, Ed Harris as a general, 
in totally That's gets pretty it. Believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, as a marine, yeah. also because he's famously played a marine in another film. He played uh, John Glenn in the right stuff, uh, wow. which is a pretty famous marine. But now Sean Connery uh, as a, I was had a little harder time buying Sean Connery actually as like as much action as he had in him. You know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah, he, at one point he punches Goodspeed and it knocks him across the table with one yeah. punch. I was like, wow. I mean, that's pretty strong. Like you're pretty strong, yeah. buddy, or whatever. But so I thought there was even, you know. So I, you know, listen. It was. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to be one of those ones that I watch and went, "Oh my god, this." Yeah. I fucking no wonder I haven't watched this in however many years. But it was surprisingly. I was surprisingly. I I was surprisingly held up. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Like it's uh, fun. It's a fun movie. It's definitely like have have a sound yeah. system that can like play some sound effects and the music and the, the whole vibe of it. It's it's just a fun movie. It's de- yeah. if you're not gonna if you're not gonna walk away from it and go like that was Shakespeare. You're gonna walk away from it saying that was fun. Now. Yeah, exactly. Here's a little bit of a plot hole. So, like, I have a picture up right now of Nick Cage jumping after one of the glass balls filled with chemical uh, weapon. Yeah, so, bad problem with stupid things. Yeah, so the missiles had this, like, string of pearls in the middle of it that were, like, these glass balls filled with chemical weapons. And then within that string of pearls happened to be the guidance chip. Now, what kind of an asshole weapons designer sticks the guidance chip I in a piece that, that might break or might need repair <laughs> in the middle of the highly lethal ordinance? Hey, right? Like we're gonna put this. We're gonna put this. We're gonna put this mouse in this middle of this rattlesnake <laughs> pit with cobras as well. And, and now we need the mouse, everyone. Yeah. Grab the mouse. <laughs> grab One the guy. Mouse. Don't grab touch it. the cobras. Yeah, don't cut. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Like <laughs> I, it was the stupidest. Again, that's. That's plot armor, right? It's like it's yeah. to make it. They could have though. That's so also lazy writing. They could have just yeah. written a way around that real easy. Like maybe is it? Yeah. The, I don't know. Like, I don't know. They could have just made it a lot easier. I, I had I had a problem with those. The balls looked cool. Okay. Yeah. They looked the green little balls look cool for their poison gas or whatever. That looked cool. Sure. Um, I doubt it looks like that. Right. <laughs> it's probably just a, an actual canister that just yeah. blows up and like it all just fucking flies out and kills you. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a ball. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, you know, listen, I, yeah. There I was, was also, definitely- I was also surprised they didn't take advantage of the fact that it was glass balls to put in some balls jokes. Like, Hey, I'm going to keep uh, me as well. Me yeah, as well. They, didn't, yes. they didn't throw any of that shit in there. It was kind I'm of also surprised, surprised they didn't like, he didn't like weaponize them, like take one off and throw it like a grenade at all those guys. Well, so, you know what I mean? Like, did he's putting that guy's it. mouth, but yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like, toss it at him like a grenade, like fucking yeah. Up. But, uh, but I also the other the other plot armor part they had in here, which you know, listen, mm-hmm. this has been in movies forever. It's another trope. Is that when they finally when they they capture him at one point? Yeah, and again, this might go back to just Ed Harris not liking to kill people, but he killed all the Navy SEALs, which were actual yeah. service members. So right, you know, so he they capture those two dudes. And yeah. I guess they weren't threats anymore or something. And mm-hmm. they just they put him in jail instead of killing him. They mm-hmm. should have just killed him, right? Like Well, I think right? that's like yeah, it is in the sense I I mean it was evident like it was not a big surprise at the end that Ed Harris couldn't do it. Because like there was no evidence to date that he had the ability to kill anybody. That's true. Like like it really like that's I guess if if you want to call it plot armor, like they should have at least well, the like, Navy had to kill him. Yeah, but he didn't want to do that. Remember, he screamed at all of his troops to cease fire, cease fire. Like it was one of his more eager troops that did that. It wasn't his. He didn't order it. He was like yelling at him to stand down. That was a great scene, though, by the way. Um, but anyway, so let's see. What have I not covered here? Let's see. Did, uh, did uh, Greatest Commandos. Did, uh, um, yeah, so the weapon designer, they didn't put. Is this Sean Connery's? best late career movie so we've talked about like late career for him is like 90s to 2000s um no no no. so what would you say is his best late career movie i loved him in indiana jones last crusade Um, yeah i don't know if highlander is right around i think it was before this but i fucking loved him in highlander fucking i love that movie uh but Indiana Jones: last crusade i thought it was awesome man like it was so great i was in venice a couple years ago for a vacation and i remember going looking for that church because of the yeah. oh, did you find it? I did. Yeah, yeah. You Everything's did. findable. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Damn, I dude. mean it's the, the interior is nothing like they show in the movie, but the exterior right, but is exactly the same. But it's just cool to see the you know, yeah. where it was at or whatever. Uh let's see here. So he did, let's see. So oh wow, he did stuff all the way to 2012. So he did looks like some video game stuff. Uh 
Oh wow! 19, okay, so 1996, he did uh, The Rock. He was in a movie called The Avengers. Oh, that's the old school, like yeah, like he, he Entrapment. Did... That was probably the oh League of Extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was not a great comic book movie, but it, no. But I remember that. I think I that was his yes, biggest was... last film. That was his most recent big film. Yes, I would agree with you. That's his best. To me, most recent one, yes. Because before yeah. that, Rising Sun, what is it? Medicine Man, I remember seeing that at the theater with my parents. Rising yeah, Man. Medicine Man was dull as hell. But I liked uh, Rising Sun because that was like that movie about Japanese companies yeah. coming to LA and taking over and it had Wesley Snipes in it. I thought Indiana it was Jones and Last Crusade was 1989. God, yeah. I feel like that long ago. Yeah. So I think I think it's in yeah. the discussion. I still think yeah, Hunt for October is a little bit better, but Highlander is way back. So Highlander two was nineteen ninety. Yeah, when was the actual Highlander? Highlander eighty six. Yeah, Wait, again. Uh, so he played. Uh, so in uh, in Hunt for Red October, he plays a Russian guy. Yes. Uh, and in uh, <laughs> in Highlander, he plays a Spaniard named Ramirez. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense for fucking a Scottish Spaniard. guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they just like, you know, give him a little fucking Spanish mustache. Like a one of those yeah. little Spanish mustaches. <laughs> like back his hair and shit. Put a Spanish shirt on him. It's all good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, shit. Yes, it's probably okay. one of the later good ones. Yes. Okay, well, I think we're in, we're in agreement there. Um, do you have anything else in the didn't love category before I move on to some other questions? <clears throat> you know, just uh, just some other notes I had here, which is basically like you know the idea that they got to stab themselves in the fucking heart with a, uh-huh. a fucking thing to keep themselves alive, and I feel like I definitely miss my heart. Like I don't even think. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, how do you train for that? Like, so i thought that was pretty fucked up but uh, uh the other the other part i didn't think uh, listen there's part where they had unlimited bullets which okay mm-hmm. uh, that's fine uh and then there's one part where he's about to explain this to me mm-hmm. this is before this is after uh this is after good speed has yeah. taken the green balls out of these things and taken all these chips out of these missiles so they can't fire upon the city right he, he retrieves one green poison ball, and it's about the size of a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. And later on, he uses it to shove in the bad guy's mouth to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yes, but, but for whatever reason, so he pulls this ball off of the string, or it falls off. He gets up to fight this guy, this pretty uh-huh. tough-looking guy, hand to hand. Yeah, badass. Puts it in his front pocket and then jumps on top of him. <laughs> I yeah. thought to myself, it's like a fucking Oreo with poison in the middle. Like, why did he jump on top of the guy? Like, he's literally got it in his front pocket. He's got it right here, and he jumps on the guy and starts rolling around on the ground. With him. I'm like, what? What? Why did you just put it aside or put it a little, put it up top? I, I, what? Anyways, I was just very confused by that. So yeah, all right. So, but otherwise, decent movie. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, a decent movie. Otherwise, decent movie. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. I I, okay. I, I I enjoyed this one more than most of the films. That uh, no, that's not true. The, I, every just about every movie I enjoyed a rewatch. I think the only one that disappointed me was Better Off Dead. But other than that, everything's been delightful to watch again. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, when did you see this the first time? In theater or uh, the video? I, I feel like ninety six. This movie came out. I feel yeah. like I saw it in the theater. I probably thought theater. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah. it as being an event or anything, but I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. Yeah. And so, like, kind of a new benchmark I'll say is, like, have you seen it more than 10 times or less than 10 times? Less. Less than 10 okay. times. Okay. But I've more definitely than, seen uh, it more, more than, more than three. I'm sorry. I've probably seen it five now. Yeah. You know? It was a big uh, deal back in the day, you know? Oh, it was huge. It was a big movie. Yeah. I'm sure I watched and, it numerous times in college. And I remember, like, I think I've mentioned on previous shows, but, like, one of the uh, – perks of that video store job job I had was that you get the movies early. So you could like, you get them on a Friday and you could have them all weekend before they got released on Tuesday. Cause remember Tuesday used to be the video release. Tuesday was a day for videos and music. It might yeah. still be, I don't know, but yeah, Tuesdays was always videos and music. Yep, I remember. Yeah. I remember holding it and going like, "Hey, suckers! I get to take this home." I had an upstairs, <laughs> I had upstairs, I had upstairs neighbor in apartments that used to work at a video a blockbuster, and he that was back like, I'd go up to his house just to shoot the shit with him on a yeah, like a Friday or Saturday, and I'd see, yeah. "How the fuck did you get that?" Like, you want to watch it? I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I do! Hell yeah, let's watch it!" Yeah, nice. that's great. That's great. You don't get that shit that much anymore. So, do you believe this movie holds up? 
Yes, I do. I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't think it would. You know, there's some things that if they were to go with the fine tooth comb again, they're actually trying to make it like awesome and sure. perfect and good. But uh, um, yeah. yeah, I definitely do. I definitely think it does, you know, other than the tropes we've mentioned and some yeah. stupid things. I think, uh, yeah, it's, I, I was prepared to not like it, but I, yeah. I liked it. So I yeah, was, yeah I agree. Um, if, if it should be done again, if, 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 let's say that they need to revisit it, who should be in it? The, probably The Rock. As, Fucking A, uh, brother! Yes! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Rock as, as Goodspeed's character, so the super smart nerd who doesn't know how to fight. Oh, it's gotta uh, be, he's gotta be in it, and it's still gotta be called The Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> that was gonna be so confusing. People are gonna think it's a documentary. Some yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. No. Let's. Uh, you know. I think they. Yeah. They could do it again. Sure. I mean. Yeah. You know. I don't know that they need to though. I think it. Like, if it holds up, it doesn't need to be done again. No. Nah, like, I, need to. I yeah. did like the concept of the military guy trying to do something for the good of people and all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's a similar concept, but yeah, it didn't mm-hmm. need to be done again. There's, there's no need to update the special effects or anything. Yet. Yes. Right, I agree. Okay, it's time for the Bill Paxton Award. Are you ready with your Bill Paxton Award winner? Yeah, sorta. I'm not super excited, but uh, oh, why, don't dude. You, why don't you go first? Maybe I'll okay, my Bill Paxton Award winner is Michael Bain. Oh, Michael right, Bain yeah. is the Navy SEAL commander in this film. So he was badass in this movie. He's very tough, and I shit you not. And he is very like you know, you stay with him. If he needs to piss, you help him. You know, Take like it off for him. yeah, off exactly. But this is actually, I believe, it's at least his third movie as a Navy SEAL. Three different movies he plays a Navy SEAL. So can you name the other two? Uh, no, I can name one of the other two. What's the uh, one? G.I. Jane? I think he's no. A no, no. Okay, any other guesses? Was he in the actual movie Navy Seals with Charlie? Yes, Shea? yes, he uh, was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How many more? And the, and well, the, he wasn't Navy Seal and Aliens, which is no. the best movie. No, but I mean that's uh, that's close. But he was not a Navy Seal. But there's one other film that he. Give me but the first I, letter. Give I'll first give letter. you a hint. I'll give you a hint on the last one. It was also a James Cameron movie. He played a Navy oh. SEAL in a James Cameron movie that was not Aliens. Oh, people are gonna people are yelling at the screen right now. Yeah, they're yelling at their at their yelling yeah, at their phones right apps. now. I do not know. I do not know. The Abyss. Oh sh- shit! That's a deep pull, Ollie. God. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I've the only Abyss. seen it like twice, but it was a cool movie. I don't remember him being in it though. He was the he was the crazy Navy SEAL that got the shakes. Remember, and then he goes nuts like uh, like they go under. And he gets that like that condition. Why is he the only Navy iconic. SEAL there? And why is he with them? He is he part of their crew. Uh, or do we need to revisit that whole plot? So I the Navy SEALs. Well, yeah, you have. You've seen the. Abyss. I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in like twenty some years. Okay, so the abyss starts with a submarine that gets downed in the middle of the ocean, and then they send this like deep water crew to go and rescue this submarine. But with the deep water crew, they send Navy SEALs, and the Navy SEALs include mm. Michael Bane. And then he goes a little crazy and steals a nuclear weapon. And <laughs> oh, oh, just some of that shit. Yeah, exactly. I'm, disappointed. I'm very disappointed in you. That All you I remember know. is the one with the had the head, had the water head that came yeah. out. Yeah. And- yeah, and like yeah, that. and he gets all he gets all freaked and paranoid about it. It's like right, honestly, right. I would say of, I mean, I think Michael Bain's best movie is still Tombstone. Uh, well, Tombstone I, mean, if you're not, if, um, I mean, if you're not counting Aliens, well, but I, I can't give I can't give him a higher no. rating in Aliens than Bill Paxton. I just, well, no, you can't. That's true. But I mean, as far as right. like just being cool, though, he was really cool in that movie. He was really cool in that, and he was also in Terminator. Like he's done some fucking amazing. Dude, films. he has some really good movies. Yeah, Michael yeah. Awesome. I hope he's yeah. in much more. They should put him in a fucking Marvel movie or something. He still uh, does movies. I don't know, like like. Let's oh, he's see. Still, I'm sure he does. Yeah, I mean, who is so? Who's your your Bill Paxton Award winner? And it better be good. I I, I was gonna go with I was gonna go with him as well. Oh bullshit! Confident <laughs> of it, you know? No, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, whoever did whoever the whoever did uh, Goodspeed's hair. I'm gonna go with. Oh God! No. <laughs> this is I actually did. I didn't think one. <laughs> You know, I didn't have any good ones. Like, I honestly, while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, there's not a whole lot of, I mean, at one point I thought, well, maybe the, 
Marine guy that wanted was really eager to kill everyone. Maybe he was mm. like maybe he was a guy. And then I thought maybe, you know, it could be Goodspeed's hair. And then I thought mm. maybe it could be um, you know, Michael Bean. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just Ed Harris. But mm. then I'm like, he's not really a secondary character. So I didn't so I was, you know, I was sort of all over the place. But I, I told you, okay. I think you woo me with your choice, and I think Got Michael Bean is a great choice. All right, good job phoning it in, buddy. Nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I gave you four options I was thinking of. I just didn't choose one. Third. Okay. Uh, so this movie, how much did this movie cost? It cost $75 million. And how much did it make? Right. It made $335 million. So, okay. now, so now in the 90s, we're getting this blockbuster time where it's going crazy, right? Because blockbusters yeah. used, used to get people like 4X, and now yeah. blockbusters are getting like, you know, again, 4X, but it's 4X is 75 million. It made 335 million. That was prior to, and I remember, everyone had this fucking DVD. Yeah, everyone once DVDs were coming out. Once people started getting DVD players, everyone had this fucking DVD. So yeah. it's sold a bajillion more in DVD sales afterwards. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was like it was like when I remember when I first got my first DVD player. The two movies I bought, one was The Matrix. That's yeah, standard issue. Yeah. You got to have that in DVD. And I think the second one might have been Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everyone had that fucking DVD too. Yeah, everyone had it. Yeah, everyone had. Yeah, that I mean, one they sold it at gas stations for Christ's sake. You probably yeah. still could get it at gas stations. Oh, I bet you eight and five ninety nine. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's not surprising that it made that much. That's for sure. So uh, Rotten Tomato scores, 66% with the critics and 85% with the audience, which is just about what I'd expect. I would bet you critics would have the snobby attitude towards it. And the audience now, loved it. Now I'm pretty mad, at my, pretty mad at myself because I snipped the p- first paragraph of uh, Ebert's review, review, but I didn't snip how many stars. I think he got, I think this actually got three and a half. Oh. Like out of like four or whatever, he says, "The Rock is a first-rate slam-bang action thriller with a lot of style and lit and and no little humor. Yeah. It's made of it's made out of pieces of other movies, yes, and sure. not much of it is really new. But each yeah. element has been lovingly polished to a gloss. So yeah, you yeah. like it. He gave it three and a half stars. There you go. I swear to God, that guy reviews sometimes just based on his mood, and he but must then, be like, a that is true. I be- a I believe that is true, and then b yeah. What I'd like to do is sort of similar to our Oscar thing where you mm-hmm. go back three years and then you decide who the Oscar winner was. Sure. It would be interesting to have these guys review their movies again, uh-huh. you know, 20 years later and look at the, what they gave it and see if they would change that at all. And I'm yeah. sure they would, right? Because they've got more sophisticated or what have you. I, uh-huh. And then they would say, what they would say, my 1986 self knew nothing. What an idiot, you know, sort of thing. Uh, but uh, I'd be curious to see that happen. But uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty good ratings all around, I guess. I was surprised mm-hmm. that the critics were... Uh, that's pretty low, I guess, for, you know, especially since, like, Ebert fucking loved it, and he's yeah. notoriously an asshole. Yeah, I think I think it was just about right where I expected. I I don't think it it's and it, like I say, and audience scores. I I remember I used to make fun of a friend of mine who used to always say he didn't give a shit about critics and he always cared about audience scores. But I've actually come around to that perspective. I think that's valid. Um, I think that's really what I want to hear because critics can be, especially now with like with wokeness and they're all measured based on wokeness and like how you know well, how no. appropriate they are for the times so i'm just like you've oh, already hated on the oscars which is the top yeah. critics thing so yeah right. we, we we do not agree with critics most very time. often yeah yeah no critics are backed up by the audience okay all right yeah, yeah that makes sense but uh yeah I, i'm with you on the trust in the audience for the most part so we'll uh, go through some trivia here real quick, and then we'll finish up with the Oscar bit. So uh, a couple of funny pieces of trivia. This is my favorite one I'm starting with. But Sir Sean Connery insisted that producers build him a cabin for Alcatraz. So as he didn't want to travel from the mainland <laughs> to the island every day. So he got what he asked what? for. He built him a little cabin out there. So instead of like having like, you know, trailers that they would they would stay in just yeah. for the day, by the way, because normally they right. stay in a hotel at night. They yeah. would, he has a he, he built up a cabin out there. Wow. On Alcatraz. How cool would that be though to be like on Alcatraz for two or three months? It'd be, you know? it'd be peaceful. Yeah, it's peaceful. I mean, that's got to be. I mean, you think about it. Like, I mean, it'd be him and a bunch of security guards. Yeah, him and a bunch of security guards. But it's it's like the most coveted real estate in the world to have that view of San Francisco. So I mean, it must have been nice. Yeah, and he. Uh, I'm sure he had no shortage of cigars and fucking booze. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, 
Sean, let's see. Okay, so Nicolas Cage, he actually, his character never swore in the entire movie. Uh, and I do recall thing, a time where he didn't swear when I thought he was going to swear. Yeah, he said gee whiz was like the, the most like racy thing he said, which was odd. I don't know. I uh-huh. didn't really take much out of that. Uh, interesting uh-huh. note here is Quentin Tarantino was actually an uncredited screenwriter on this film. What? Yeah, he was an uncredited screenwriter. He did a lot of screenwriting back in the day. Now, here's what I would... Now, that's awesome, because if I was yeah. ever to interview Quentin Tarantino, I would ask him what his actual contributions were to the script of this movie. Yeah. I would ask him to break it down, like, see if he would know. Like, would you know yeah. what lines? Did you punch it up? Did you just take right. a first hack at it? Like, what did you do to it? Because sure. now I wish I would have known that ahead of time, because I would have maybe tried to listen for some Quentin Tarantino-ish lines. So bringing up this topic, I want to also recommend to you a documentary I found. It was either on Showtime or on Stars, I can't remember, but it was called The First Eight. And it's a documentary, it's about an hour and a half long, and it's all about the first eight films that Tarantino made. So it's all the way up through on a time in Hollywood. And it's interviews with all the actors, and it's like, it's very... It, it covers the good and the bad. It covers a little bit of his like Harvey Weinstein affiliation yeah. and, and some stuff that he, some bad shit he did with Uma Thurman. Like he made her like do his, her own stuff. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But I know you're a big Tarantino fan and I am too. And I highly recommend this documentary. Okay. It was yeah, I'll check it out. I just um, it out. We will do a Tarantino film soon, but not yet. Yeah, but uh, very soon yeah, we'll do one of those. Um, okay. So, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, some of the Navy SEALs in this movie were actually played by Navy SEALs. That's interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, uh, the premiere for this film was actually held on Alcatraz. Uh, that's, uh, cool. that's cool. And then the fighter jet scenes, you know, like the stuff at the end uh, with yeah. the fighter jets coming in, that was actually all B-roll from the Blue Angels. So <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah. They, didn't, yeah, that, they awesome. just, like, had Blue Angels and made them look darker and got rid of the, you know, low Bro. How ex- how much money do they spend? They save with that. Probably hey, uh, we're gonna, hey, we're gonna th- we're gonna <laughs> we need a bunch of blue angels for a couple days to fly over some real close things. Hey, how about we spend twenty dollars and <laughs> grab this B roll? Like, oh, all right. <laughs> well, and also what helps them is that the blue angels. You know how they come here to Seattle and they fly over Lake Washington. In yeah. San- in San Francisco in the summertime, they do a flight right by Golden Gate. Yeah, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is the ne- next section, which is uh, the part we talk about often, which is the what was the best picture category the year of this film? So this is 1996. Okay. So the nominee, the nominees were Braveheart, Apollo 13, Babe, Sense and Sensibility, and The Postman. Now this is a weird year because this is a, a year where I would say that the Oscars were not wrong because I think Braveheart is incredible. That I is will agree with you. Yeah. Even though it is like not historically accurate at all, it sure. is uh, was an amazing, I, I, especially at the time, right? I guess yeah. I haven't seen it in five, six years, but uh, right. I think of it as awesome still. Right. Uh, and I remember thinking it was, that was one of those first movies that I would, um, you know, so I was in college at the time that I would go and take friends to, yeah. to watch, and look at their reaction. Because right. it was such one of those cool. Because I was in battles, right? Like I was in the fucking big swords and fucking shit like that. But it yeah, was yeah. a great movie, and it fucking and it, so I will agree that definitely. Oh, I definitely should have beat this movie for best picture. That's yeah, great. definitely. It's just it's just an odd year, and that the this the, I think the top two on this in this year, Braveheart oh, and yeah. I, I like Apollo thirteen too. I think that's a pretty good movie. Now, Postman, what is the one with 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 fucking uh, Dance with Wolves guy? Is it? I hope not. I'm gonna find out. If it was, then that's really bad because that movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah, what is that? Uh, let's see. Postman nineteen ninety six. Can't be. Nineteen ninety six. There had to be like a foreign film, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a yeah. Yeah, yeah. Foreign film. <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking way that what's this guy's name? Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's postman was in yeah. for best picture. That thing got panned. Uh yeah. That and I mean, Apollo 13 is pretty awesome, and they've mm-hmm. you know they did a really good job. That's still very watchable. Babe was that movie about the pig or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but okay. So this is a rare a rare year where it wasn't a total it was, disaster. It was. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll, all right. I I will allow it. Are you allow it? Okay. I'll I think we did a pretty good job on this one, Nathan. I mean, it's yeah. it's a fun movie. We both enjoyed it. It has lots of laughs. Um, so for it's this a, time, I, 
it's under Slam. Ebert under under Ebert's quote. It's a it definitely is a first rate slam bang action thriller. Definitely, absolutely, I agree with that. Um, so I will send you an email after this that actually has the quotes that I think should, we should throw in and Ooh, with yeah. timing. Uh, now let's talk about what to do next. So um, I give up on asking you, so I'm just going to. Oh yeah, I'll listen to your ideas. I'll so a, a few weeks ago, we talked about this that there's a Secret Service agent that I know that I used to work with, um, who's on CNN all the time, and he's offered to come on and be here for a podcast about a Secret Service movie. So like either In the Line of Fire or Olympus Has Fallen, and he did email us uh, recently, a couple weeks ago before the election, and said that he would love to do it after the election. So. I've emailed him to see if either this weekend or some future weekend would work. I think we should pencil that in. But as a backup, next week is Thanksgiving. In my opinion, the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all time is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right. That's funny that you mentioned that. Because yesterday I watched a reaction video on YouTube where a guy reacted to it. But listen, yeah. here's the deal. So you know, it was a 20 minute video. So I didn't, so I would be open to watching the entire thing again, even though I just uh, got a little bit of a cursory the other day, but what was the, what was the secret service movie? You said he wants to do in the line of fire, which is, um, it's Clint Eastwood and John Malkovich. It's very good. It's, uh, standing by a chair and calling it empty. No, (laughs) you're thinking about him from the Republican convention. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Yeah. And then, so if, if, is that work for you? So like our, our sort of plan yeah. A is in the line of the fire and plan B is if, if uh, Mr. Wackrow can't come, we'll do uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. It's a classic Thanksgiving film. Okay. All I'm right. Good. Jake, well, uh, thank you again. And uh, Nathan, as always, I will see you in hell. I will see you in hell. The fieriest, fieriest okay. of hells. <laughs> okay. Okay.